Hey, what's up with it, y'all? This your boy Nipus once again. Just hollering at y'all real quick. Some nigga need to address out here in these streets, cuz niggas call themselves real niggas and gangbangers and all that. Stop every time you niggas take a loss running for your pistols, my nigga. You feel me? Fucking the game up. Setting the wrong example. Niggas think that's the way it's supposed to go. You feel me, nigga? Hop out there. Do what he do. Win, lose, or draw, nigga. Six song. All that other shit is for the bars, my nigga. That's some coward shit. Oh, man. What are we talking about today, man? What are we talking about today? Um, no vaccine, no entry. So what I mean by no vaccine, no entry is civilization is slowly starting to roll out this vaccine, these vaccine talks, right? And I have family back in the UK and they're saying they're seeing now um, event materials and some of them say no vaccine, no entry. So it's like, bruh, don't have the vaccine in a couple of months. You might not be able to go to certain places. You might not be able to go to Prime 112 or Nobu or whatever fuck shit, shit is cracking at, shit is lit at if you don't got that vaccine. But the only thing I hear when I hear that shit is when I, is I think about like all the black market vaccine paperwork that's going to be on the streets and people are going to get rich off of making that, those fake vaccine papers. You tell somebody they can't go to this place or this place because they don't got the vaccine, bro. They're getting that fake paper. <laughs> that's a fact, bro. That's a fact. So it's just funny. seen some shit where I haven't watched it. Disclaimer, I have not watched it, but I see a lot of bad reviews for Kevin Hart's uh, latest stand-up. I haven't watched this shit. But a lot of people calling it trash. I think uh, Tariq Nasheed was one of the more vocal ones about it being trash, and it's like, I see Kevin Hart, the thing with Kevin Hart, man, it's, I love Kevin Hart. I've been following Kevin Hart since he, since Dame Dash put him on. Let's be clear. Since he was in Paper Soldiers, I have, which I own on DVD. Since he was in um, Death of a Dynasty, which I had on DVD, which I lent out to a motherfucker that I don't talk to that never returned it. But back from those times, I was following Kevin Hart. So it's been like crazy to see his rise. But the thing, Kevin Hart, man, I feel like whenever people criticize him in public, it's almost as if he can't, he can't take, he can't just stay silent. But I get it, man. People talking about your shit and you just, you stay, I'd probably be like, yo, kiss my ass, suck my dick too. I might, I might be on that shit too. But like, even when uh, he was under pressure from the LGBTQ plus community, man, he kept saying stuff. He like, just apologize one time. You don't have to keep apologizing. I think that was one of the main things in his documentary. Uh, that he was like, man, how many times am I going to apologize for this? Which I agree with. Like, you know, the man apologized. You want to keep bringing it up and making him keep apologizing. He already apologized for it once. It's like, man, yeah, man. Then a Dave Chappelle shit. <laughs> like, it is it's such a greasy game, bro. Like, imagine you see your all your work on Netflix and you're not getting paid a dime for that, for those streaming revenues, bro. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's crazy. And 
man, they didn't do the right thing. They did what they needed to do because Dave Chappelle brings them a lot of money. You know what I mean, they invest a lot. They do a lot of business with Dave Chappelle. So if Dave Chappelle says, yo, this, I don't, I'm not really feeling this, man, they're taking that shit down, which is what they did. So salute to Netflix. Um, but this is how it goes, though. You sign away right now. We're just now we're seeing the power of like intellectual property, bruh, and the power of like owning your shit. Because now more and more, that's what you, that's what you're seeing as we get further and further into the technology game. Is like, bruh, there's dollars to be made when it comes to this streaming shit, and all the people who own the rights to all these works back when there wasn't no streaming, there wasn't no like mass distribution like there is now. Artists and artists and creators are probably just like, man, yeah, fuck whatever. Take that. Take that shit, whatever. Give me my advance. Give me my big front end. You guys take the back end, whatever. Now, artists and creators are seeing what the fuck is going on out here. And it's like, nah, I want my masters back. Look at Taylor Swift. She's still, she's still crying because Scooter Braun bought her masters and flipped that shit to somebody else. And he came up off it. And it's like, yo, I'm not completely 100% I don't know the situation of if if her the masters were offered to her first and she decided not to buy but if you they offer you you shit and you don't buy it and then somebody else comes and buys it and it goes turns a profit on it you can't be mad at them bro you can't be mad at them but yeah internet intellectual property it's a big deal it's a big deal man that's why it's like you look at artists like that, like artists like The Weeknd, artists like Drake, like these guys are like fucking funding the music industry. Like these guys keep a lot of lights on. Weeknd, Drake, Justin Bieber, Rihanna, Dua Lipa, J Balvin, Post Malone, uh, Selena Gomez. Let me let me read out the list, bro. Like these are artists that do millions of streams a day, like. Labels are getting or keeping their lights on off the backs of some of these artists. And it's like, bro, you're going to see in like 10 years. I mean, artists like Drake, they, artists like Drake, he can just, it's going to come to a point where he's just going to be his own thing. I mean, he has, I don't think anybody has a deal like Drake in the industry. <laughs> like Drake makes so much, like his music yields so much revenue that it's like he, I heard Lucian Gray say it himself, there's no budget Drake can't get. Any budget Drake needs, he's getting. But, like, the amount of streams these artists are doing, it's like, man, if you understand how the actual business of music and how revenue is created um, based on distribution and these streaming platforms and what streaming has done for, like, the music. Like, people think that, like, when Napster first came out, they're like, oh, it's ruining the music industry. It's ruining this. Now it's open market, man. You you get your buzz and you get your, your people that are listening to your music. You're going to get paid if your business is set up properly. 100%. 100%. I first saw this firsthand. Me and my partner, we had helped an artist um, work a single, work a couple singles in Toronto and, I mean, south of the border. Got the video, got its video and rotation on MTV2 and Viacom and on BET and got it on some, this is how I even learned about the playlist game, got it on some prominent playlists like shout out to Tuma, shout out to Nod, like, that's when I really like learned the music business. But long story short is like I was getting songs placed in certain places and setting up stuff on the back end as far as like with rights holders, uh, with like those right um 
with the BMIs, the ASCAPs, those things. I mean, in Canada, it's different. It's like SOCAN. I still don't even fully understand SOCAN, but it's like a similar thing. Um, but what companies like TuneCore and DistroKid did, like they just took the power away from the labor. So for me, I'm servicing the label. I'm taking care of all the distribution of the song. I'm servicing it to these uh, uh, DSPs. So again, shout out to Nod, man. He's the one who like taught me the game, like where I really seen the power of the shit. But like, I remember off of getting uh, this main song I'm talking about. Um, there was this song, and there was another song with Nipsey Hussle that I helped work. Um, at, and this time, it was Nipsey Hussle's only video on TV. Um, this is when he was kind of building and like kind of quiet. He was in a quiet pe- uh, phase for Nipsey Hussle. And I got one of his videos, it's the only video he had on TV that year. Um, that's a fact. A song called California Water, produced by Boy Wonder. Um, so anyways, this first song, we're working, I got it. Um, it wasn't a rap caviar, I think it was Most Necessary. The second, That's the second biggest uh, hip-hop one. Most Necessary, I believe, is on there. And it was on... Um, uh, it was on MTV2, so it was playing on TV. And the Viacom, Viacom system was playing on TV. Like people were in like uh, bars and shit, and seeing shit on TV for a hundred percent. One of the few Canadian artists that had, I mean, other than your Drakes and your Justin Bieber's, is an independent artist. You know what I mean, it was an independent artist. And I was just making shit happen. And uh, man, I remember like it was to a point to where it was making this one song. It was like. Every 45 days, it'd make like like 30K, 20K. Like every time his statements would come back, it was like 30K, 17K dollars. Like So it was doing streaming numbers like in the millions. Um, and it's funny because Party Next Door had actually got on the remix to, to one of these songs and threw some bullshit. Like it came, got, came off, came down, legal bullshit, whatever. Um, but at the time the song was already doing what it was doing and I was just seeing the power of like, yo, I did this, 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 equaling these amount of dollars, 17,000, 30,000, 20,000, 16,000, 14,000, 8,000, like on a low, like when it started to bottom out 8,000, but it's still making, it's still making money to this day. Um, no label directly independent. All my soul was like, when I learned that, when I seen that firsthand, I was like, oh, okay, I get how this goes. Tried it again. This is at this time was a song with Nipsey Hussle. Had a video, got it serviced. Um, same same formula. Had it on the uh, had it on the uh, uh, Spotify. Most necessary. It was on there. Um, um, had it on MTV Two. We had it on um, BT. Was playing and it was in rotation on MTV Two because I remember seeing a graphic where it was like in rotation and it was actually in rotation. It wasn't just a one and done. It was playing like like once a day at least. And I'm just seeing how that's equaling dollars, uh, how it's yielding revenue. Because at this time, uh, we had like with fucking the dashboard, you could see how much money the thing's actually making. And uh, man, that just taught me so much about the streaming game, so much about the streaming game. And from there, it was just like, man, so once shout out to Tuma and shout out to my guy Nod, man, because he he saw I brought something to him. He saw the value in it. And we made shit happen, man. He was giving me like a, it was like a first-hand course on like streaming and shit like that. Like then he wasn't, he was just telling me certain things to do, and I was just doing them. And I, I he he throw the lob and I and I dunk it. And 
we two singles we work like that and i saw the dollars i created bro and this is when i didn't even understand like the all the inner i didn't fully understand the mechanics of the music business but from that i got like a first hand first hand crash course at the amount of money the streaming game has like it's empowered artists if your business is right um so going back to like the power of internet intellectual property and owning your creative works it's like bro you if you have a label like you have a label that signs you to how these deals work you sign you get an advance whatever you sign for how many albums one two albums whatever the case you get a budget in advance advance is kind of just like a loan against your projected earnings that they feel you might earn but sometimes you don't own that you're in the hole so it's technically it's a loan you know what i mean and a lot of people go fuck off their budget and go buy a car crib whatever and then their album don't do well and they're fucked um but then you get the artists like that turn profit and it works out for them but then there's some a lot of artists that are in slave deals too they're in deals for like 10 fucking 12 years and or 12 albums and shit they don't own any of their shit they might get a little piece of this shit, but like, man, it's very, oh, their songs are going crazy. Their songs are going crazy. Billions and billions of uh, streams. Bruh, you're late, depending on your deal, you could either be seeing a chunk of that or you could be seeing none of that shit. You'd be seeing pennies. What a, what a star called? Uh, nigger pennies. That's what they say when a, when a, uh, uh, a label or entity just gives you enough money to go buy a chain and fucking car and shit like that. A house, they, they want you to be happy with that shit. They call that those nigger pennies. That's what the, some artists are in those deals. Some artists that you see that are have cars and shit like that, bro. These guys are in debt. Man. A lot of these artists are in debt. So it, it like owning your work and and being um, owning your work or in a partnership agreement towards a partnership. Just knowing, just having a good lawyer, bro, and knowing what knowing what uh what you're signing and knowing what share. Like, a lot of times, like, you're bringing, you're going to a label, like, now labels just have to go find, they have analytic backing and analytics from these DSPs that they can see what songs are bubbling or what unsigned artists or whatever. They can just see that shit on the back end. They just go offer these kids that don't know any different. It will give you a deal of 200K. You get 200K advance. The deal might be worth, like, 800K. They get a 200K uh, advance, whatever, not knowing in their head because they don't know how the business works, not knowing that their shit's probably going to generate, like, like, they probably generate that million dollars in like eight months, sometimes two, three months if their shit is going like that based on, and then if they get placed in certain places and the label works it a little bit, or it might already be on pace to be doing that by itself already. And the label is coming to piggyback and eat off that shit. What they do is they sign these artists that don't know no different to these slave deals, three, four, five album commitment. And these artists, like, bro, their artists generate, like, more more than what their advance is for. But because of how their deal is set up, it's like, bro, you might not eat none of that. Or you might eat, like, pennies on that shit. So translating that back to streaming and Netflix, it's like, I got feel Dave Chappelle. It's like he did a show. He got $50 million for the show. But Viacom should own the rights to that. You know what I mean? He don't own the rights to that. So they can do what they want with it and service it to whoever they want and reap the financial benefits of that. It's just Netflix did him a solid because they did so much business with him. They're like, yeah, if this makes you feel bad, we'll take it down. Um, but like, bro, that's how the internet intellectual property game goes. So it's good that um, things like this are coming to the forefront because it's like, it's crazy. Um, I don't know how I even got on this topic, but at the end of the day, bro, get you a good lawyer. Get you a good lawyer. 
a good accountant, and man, ask for what you did, what you feel you're worth, and if have have a have an agreement that works for you. If you're good with just taking a big advance and you're not really whatever, you just want to get in, get out, that's fine. But if you really believe in your shit like that and you know it can do numbers, man, make sure you get some equity because, man, a lot of people, a lot of people are getting robbed. And that's with anything. That's not just with music. If you're bringing value to the table, make sure you're compensated uh, adequately um, and fairly. Speak up for yourself. If you don't understand something, take it to a lawyer that you trust. Don't just use a lawyer that whoever is bringing the deal to you uh, provides. Take it to your own lawyer. And, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Peace out, dickheads. Perfect. All money in, no money out. Neighbor, impossible. Bullets ain't got no names, volume two, nigga, that's on, folks. Till next time, believe y'all with this, man. Everybody wanna be something out here, everybody wanna have something in life, right? A lot of these niggas got the game twitched, nigga, it's gonna come knock on they front door. But you better get up and go make that shit happen, my nigga. Feel me? They gotta see that shit. Niggas gon' hate, niggas ain't gon' believe They gotta get up and make that shit happen, my nigga Or accept where you at, nigga Settle for broke All money in, no money out, nigga Take that and run with it Get paper, nigga Stack now, ball later, fuck what they say, nigga Get money and stay bucky, nigga Nip hustle Nigga The underdog for real, homeboy But look, though, you feel me? Awesome. Can I go 